it creates a certain networking conversation where you got kind of like the the you know the blinged out watch and all that kind of stuff. So it just that's your target audience. There are certain parts of the country when you got gold grills. That's a status symbol. You're like, ooh, I see that. That looks like money to me. And the person gets the grill because they're attracting the audience that's going to spend based on what they like. Yeah, but so, why wouldn't we do that? What you mean? Why wouldn't, why would we be concerned with how other people spend their money? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We are here. Me and Donnie are here. Trying Donnie to figure and out, David are here. Trying to figure out something to argue about today. <laughs> How are you doing? How was your week? We've been arguing a lot on, po- on the podcast. We have been debating. I love the way we debate, though. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way Somebody we debate. Somebody said we, uh, we, we argue with grace. <laughs> with grace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's me. Yeah, I mean. If it weren't me, you'd be leaving the podcast studio furious. Have you paid attention to the fact that everybody typically says that I win? Who you, said that? The comments. You're you're bugging. You're bugging. Has anybody read the YouTube comments? Wait till you read the YouTube comments. What do said, they typically say? What? Like one person's opinion. Wait till wait till this third. Wait till tomorrow. Okay, that one you might ah, have crushed me on. Just blame Donnie last week. Golly. Do you feel good about yourself? Yeah. Okay. I do actually. How was your week? It was really really good. Oh, okay. I can talk about this. I went to Genius Network. Um, Joe Polish left for uh, like a year, like just like a sabbatical. I think some things happened in his life, and he was like, "I'm just gonna take off." And that's the second person that I, I mean, I don't know him like that. I took a picture, so I guess we're friends. He took off a year. There was another guy, um, Daryl Sutherland, who that's, he's like my BFF now. Okay. He took off 10 years. You're in his Telegram group chat with a thousand other people? No, I was his number. And we was at GS Network and we talked like the whole time. Daryl's the man. And um, yeah, so he took off like 10 years and it's these people that, they realize you make so much money and it's like, yo, I just have to stop. So I'm supposed to take a couple of days off and I haven't yet. We actually talked about it this morning and I just, That's I made some excuse why I couldn't. I know. You're not going to Not this weekend. It. I was supposed to leave either Monday yeah. or Wednesday. And I don't know. I don't know. Only because it wasn't it wasn't planned. Kenny called me and he was like, "Yo, you don't gotta worry about nothing. We'll figure out where you're gonna go." And y'all keep asking me questions where I want to go. So, oh, no, first of all, Dre keeps asking you questions about where you want to go. I can have this figured out. I'm like, "Yo, send me somewhere. I need to go somewhere." And then, and then, but this, it's this I, coming Monday. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. You're going. Goodbye. Well, either Monday or Wednesday, or Monday through Wednesday, Tuesday. or Wednesday through Thursday through Friday. But then, and then... The fi- that so I want to record Wednesday morning and mm-hmm. then th- leave after that and then Wednesday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. And yeah. then leave again Sunday. Yeah, unless we record Tuesday night. I can do that. And then I just leave first thing Wednesday morning. Aww. And this is what I came up with. I'm try- So I want to do that, but then I want to take it to an extreme because I'm talking to all my BFFs, my BFFs now from Genius Network. And I'm like, yo, I came up with the realization. I need to go somewhere 
for a day and a half every month. Absolutely. I didn't tell my wife yet. <laughs> I haven't mentioned it. Well, I'm like, I need that. Did you get that from Jeremy? No. Jeremy said, no, he, he validated that I need to go somewhere because yeah. he said he left. So you don't have to necessarily leave the state. You just need time away for like a day and a half. Uh, vacation in, in the city that you live in is not... A, so you, you're not disciplined enough to just like stay in your hotel, go downstairs... Well, I don't know. I could just do cafe. that in my house. I just... No, because you have kids and wife and normal distractions. Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> okay. I would have to well, go somewhere though. Wednesday it is. So Wednesday through Friday, we'll make sure. Now, you get terrified on long flights. So, I don't get terrified. I just don't like long. Why would you want to sit on a plane for 12 hours? I'm not going anywhere that far. You mean to explore other parts of the world? I'm straight. Okay. All right. So what was the biggest takeaway you got from Genius Network? Oh, um, one. Okay. This was dope. And I kind of talked about it on the morning meetup. Um, okay. This is interesting. So I go there, right? I got my I got my, my watch on, the one with the what is this diamonds watch? on it. It's it's just a black watch. But it's a I got I got my little my little watch with the little diamonds on it. You feel me? And then I got my little chain. You feel me? Felt totally out of place. And nobody else had a chain or <laughs> a diamond bezel watch. No, yo, there was here's the crazy thing. There was no diamonds anywhere. Nobody had diamonds. There was a, no guys with no it wasn't no diamond earrings. It was just no diamonds anywhere. And I just started looking around, like, dang, these people are super up. And I feel out of place. Mm -hmm. So I tucked my little chain and <laughs> I just was there. I was just out here. But the crazy part is I started to think about it. And my first thought was, well, there's a big difference because there's 250 people there. And so the best of my uh, ability of noticing, it's me and like I saw two other black people there. Uh -huh. Outside of the people that Andre brought as, like, help, which was wild, because we're all the help. <laughs> it was funny. Um, not designed that way, but um, it was just a couple of us. And I'm looking like, dang, their culture is so different. I didn't see no, no Gucci print. I ain't see no big Louis Vuitton jackets. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It was all slacks and polo shirts. Mm -hmm. with very, nothing on it. Very basic things, but their conversations. The conversations are different. But backtracking, at first I'm like, dang, man, this is the problem with, uh, with us. We wear our wealth. But I'm like, well, maybe it's not a bad thing because that's just our culture. Mm -hmm. That is just what we do. I can't go to the event and because they didn't play any hip-hop music, I'm like, see? White people don't play no hip-hop music. That's what we need to do. It's not like that. It's just, that's our culture. So here's where I'm torn. Because our culture respects and likes the shine and the glimmer and the lifestyle stuff, if that's your market, you may need to continue to do that because that's what's attracting mm -hmm. your market. Mm -hmm. So I have what? mixed feelings about that because... When I was, especially when I was in network marketing, I used, to I used to get disgusted. Anybody can save money and buy diamonds, right? And I would see all of these people who were very hopeful to make money following the diamonds. But there was no value and no substance there. And it would disgust me to the point where I just said, I am done with this name brand stuff. Like, I didn't buy name brand stuff for years, 
because of it, because I wanted to prove that I, I had value and I would be seen as valuable without all those things. And I was, obviously. Um, still dressed very nicely, but without the labels and the red bottoms and all that stuff. And I still made a lot of money and I still drew an audience. It wasn't really until again, like you and you encouraged this behavior. I don't put that on me. You did. Like he did. Joe, I started this. She's not the one like, oh, let's go to the mall after every podcast recording. Now you recreated the beast. Both of y'all created this mess. I, like I told y'all, <laughs> y'all both do this to yourself because it's like, hold up, hold, slow down, slow your roll. I don't agree with this. Like you said, you were at the Genius Network and nobody had a chain or rollie on, none of that stuff. I'm with them. Like you don't, I don't think you have to like wear your wealth and attract people that money can buy. Yeah. You rather want to attract the people that money can't buy because you really can't make an impact on people money can buy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, so I don't I don't necessarily wear my wealth, number one. I you spend do. I spend a very small percentage of my money, but I don't wear it to please other people. Like I well, buy reason, whether you wear it to please or you do wear it though. I buy what I like, but I also invest my wealth and I do a lot of things True. with the money. So I buy what I what I genuinely like. Like, there is this one brand that everybody goes crazy about. It's like, it's the Balenciaga and those shoes with just the weird things. And now they've got boots that have toe, like, they look like toes and you stick your toe. And people are going crazy over them because they're so expensive. I just refuse to, I only buy what I like. Now, I have demonstrated that my value is outside of my clothes. I or or name brands. I literally wear dresses from Sheen, twelve dollars, fourteen dollars, twenty two dollars. There's a podcast episode that just came out in the last two weeks, and people are like, "Oh my god, Donnie, you look great!" Yep, in a twenty two dollar dress. The Atari joint. <laughs> I cannot. You know what I'm talking about? No. You know what I'm talking about? The black and white. It looked like the oh, Atari. No, like they didn't the even compliment joint. that one. That's, that's called, the one you're talking that's about. That's right? called Houndstooth, ladies and gentlemen. He's still childish. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
Um, That's what I related to. Yeah, so I don't I don't relate it to that. But what I will say is we're talking specifically white people right now because that's the environment that you were around. Such a harsh way of... Why you say that? Because you just said white I people. I didn't say that. You did. You said, yeah. I can't be like... they don't, White people don't play hip-hop music that at their the events. Example. Okay, go you ahead. You did. So Caucasian people, whatever, everybody has their vices. So while we may spend in clothes, trust me, they do too. It's just they're not wearing their labels yes. on the outside, that's number one. Yeah. Um, they're also spending heavily... Uh, in things that we don't typically do, like pool boys and assistants and jets. And, you know, these are things that we're just kind of experiencing, at least I am. Um, and they also invest in other things like big toys and clubs, golf club memberships, things like that, mm-hmm. that we typically don't invest in. So they are still spending money. They just spend it differently. Their connections happen on the golf course. I have my uncle is black. He plays golf and his connections happen on the golf course, too. But he's exposed to that. Right. But, so, but here's but so this is this is the thing. If your audience understanding your target audience. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what your audience likes. You know what your audience buys. It just so happens that their audience isn't going to see a Balenciaga, Balenciaga hoodie and say, Oh, that's hard. Where you get that from? I know that's expensive. And that that looks expensive to their audience. It yeah. doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. But there are certain clubs where um where you do the the name brands and the labels. I know. I'm I'm just like in these circles, right? Yeah. And it it creates a um it creates a certain networking conversation where you got kind of like the the you know, the blinged out watch and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it just that's your target audience. There are certain parts of the country when you got gold grills, that's a status symbol. You're like, ooh, I see that. That looks like money to me. And the person gets the grill because they're attracting the audience that's going to spend based on what they like. Yeah, but why wouldn't we do that? What you mean? Why wouldn't, why would we be concerned with how other people spend their money? Like, I am not Andre, for example, who, who, who put together or who invited you into the Genius Network. He's not name brand and labeled out. Because those people are not his ideal market, right? Sure. So it's well, not. We're not his ideal. Market. We're not. We're not his yes. ideal market. It's not a black white thing. It's a marketing thing. It's what appeals to my audience. Correct. Right. Correct. That's so correct. I know that if I know that if I am trying to appeal, I just I want people to appeal to me for who I am. It was I was very intentional about building a business that. Whether I was in a dress or a Fendi sweatsuit, you still see me as valuable. Um, And it's not necessarily a a white thing or a black thing or an Asian thing. It's it's a your thing. It's a David Shans thing. And it's you understanding who your audience is. And so we market differently, not necessarily spend differently. We market differently. McDonald's is not trying to appeal to STK people. STK people don't want McDonald's people. I don't want suit and ties. That's not who I'm appealing to because their level of professionalism that they're requiring, you know, they want me to be sitting at an oak desk, cherry wood desk with bookcases and things. That's not what I'm looking to do. That's not the client that I appeal to. So I want someone who's comfortable with Donnie Wiggins, whether I'm wearing a social proof hoodie or uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I think we have to shift and pay attention differently it's marketing yes. and we're appealing to our brand and we're not necessarily like 
we got to get past this where we're making people feel bad for spending money how they want to spend money, exactly. right? Now, and then you have to then start asking yourself, why am I spending this money? Is it a genuine like and I have the affordability to do it? Or am I doing this to keep up with status quo? It would be the same exact thing if you were trying to keep up in Tom Ford suits or any custom suit to entertain a crowd that you can't afford to entertain. Exactly. So, so to Joe's, well, not to Joe's point, but to talk about it. Joe's so we he's different. This, this was, this was, and here's the crazy thing. I think Joe thinks this conversation validates his response to the $3,000 in the post that we made. And it doesn't. So for one, for one, I don't think we said, Joe, you need to take $3,000 and spend it on clothes. We didn't. We said, we need to go shopping. Donnie throws out a number and says, yeah, we said, yo, just save some money. And she's like, yeah, save maybe $3,000. And Joe loses his mind. $3,000? No, 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 no. In my defense, as always. I'll play it. No, that's fine. Okay. I'll play it too. <laughs> okay. My thing is this though. I just don't personally, even though it's a it's a $3,000 number, it doesn't, the number doesn't bother me. It's the fact that the it's- The number looked like it bothered you, Joe. No, no, it didn't bother me. Anybody who knows that I'll make dramatic noises anyway. It's the fact that it's $3,000 on a material thing. I just personally believe that it'll be financially irresponsible of me at this point in my life to use $3,000 towards clothes, regardless if I use it all on 3000 all on clothes anyway. Good. It's See? just in my mindset, hold on. Hold on, my mindset, because you like to cut people off, they say it in comments. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> they be killing them cutting me off all day, right? <laughs> they be killing you too. Mm-mm. It goes back and forth. Mm-mm. Okay, go But ahead. in my opinion, it's just like, I just rather utilize that money for anything else outside of clothes. I'm not a big flashy person. Shoes, I might spend a little money on some shoes. Clothing, jeans and shirts, stuff like that, I really don't care for all that stuff. It's just not my mindset right now and where I'm at right now personally in life. Continue. First off, is that light supposed to be on? No, not at all. This one? Which light? In front of me. Right this one, right here. The box light. Oh, yeah. All right. I want to address that real quick. Second thing. So when it comes to building a business and building a brand, do you trust me? Yeah. So in your head, when we say we need to, like, we're going to upgrade the look, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm saying it in terms of your presentation and who you want to be, who you want to be respected as, things of that nature. This is one part of the suggestion of upgrading your look. Now, Donnie throws out $3,000. The conversation is on um, on upgrading the look. Correct. I'm thinking, for one, it just seems like the, the number, if we'd have said, all right, $600, you're like, oh, well, cool. We say three thousand. You're like, oh, three thousand. I don't think if she had said five hundred bucks, you'd be like, five hundred. I'm not spending five hundred dollars on clothes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, one, one. But if you think about it, we didn't even say you have to spend three thousand dollars. We said you need to save three thousand dollars. Have the money just in case you might. But, but why do I need to save three thousand dollars for clothes? First is my off, question though. Why just don't you clothes? need to save ten thousand dollars? No, no. It's not about the saving of the number. It's for the specific item that I'm saving it towards. But you're thinking why it, not a thousand dollars towards clothes and then two thousand towards oh going invested in this place right here. From That's your perspective, my, yeah. We see we say shopping and then save three thousand dollars and in your mind it says I'm going to spend three thousand dollars on clothes. Not exactly. If I'm going shopping, uh-huh. right? If I'm going shopping. My objective is to have enough money to get what I want, even if I don't spend it all. So you got you got taken on a shopping spree, right? Mm-hmm. She got taken on a shopping spree, and it was how much was it? Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand dollars. How much of it did you spend in Miami? Five. 
Maybe seven. She didn't spend it all. But the good news is to have more than you need. I would hate for you to come go shopping and see a jacket that you really, really like. Forget the name, brand. You see a jacket that you really, really like, and the jacket is $1,000. And you say, well, dang, that'd be all my money. I, I'm not saying you have to spend a certain amount of money. I'm saying if we're going to invest in our look, and that's just an arbitrary number that she threw out based on she understands $3,000 isn't a whole lot. But you can go to H&M, Zara, whatever, spend $1,000, and if you still got the $2,000, it's not like, oh, we got to take the $2,000, put it back in the clothing. I'm saying for the audience that you want to appeal to, if you are going to, um, your life coach, yes? Mm -hmm. For me, I want to go to a life coach that just from the onset, the presentation of the life coach looks like their life is together. Not that you don't look like your life is together, but <clears throat> if, if you're... <laughs> If the clothes, sometimes it's about the way your clothes fit you. Uh -huh. I got my brother Sos, he was like, man, I'm looking at your interviews. I don't like the way your jeans fit, bro. And I'm like, what you mean? He's like, yo, you need a different, Levi's ain't cut for you. So he said, yo, you need to go get some other jeans. And he gave me some suggestions. And I'm like, okay, I tried them on. Because he sees something that I don't see about myself. So he didn't tell me I had to spend a certain amount of money or get all new jeans. He was like, yo, here's some suggestions. I think the first issue is that you're looking at it as wasteful to reinvest back into yourself. And we're only focusing on spending on clothes when spending on clothes isn't actually what's happening. You're reinventing yourself and investing back into your confidence and your look and the image that you put out to other people, right? The bottom line is this, people just about everybody in this room, and for many of the people who watch us, we're building personal brands. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I gotta tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community, so. It's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together our community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So whether you like it or not, whether you're fashionable or not, you're building a personal brand, and what you put out there as a person actually matters. And you have to make a decision to say, I, we can't compare ourselves to Bill Gates. Bill Gates wasn't building a personal brand, mm -hmm. all right? So we have to squash that note. Oh, well, Bill Gates does this in the same white T-shirt and the same blue jeans. Great for Bill Gates mm -hmm. because his person doesn't matter to his product selling. It just doesn't. But <clears throat> you want to convince me that you can help me live a more prosperous life. You want to convince me that you can help me be my best confident self with the highest level of self-esteem but you walk around in basketball shorts and wrinkled T-shirts. I'm not buying it. I'm not signing up for that class. 
when I am going to a coach, I am looking for the epitome of who I want to be as a result of working with that coach. That coach needs to exemplify the thing that I am trying to accomplish, the result that I am trying to get. So anybody who's building a personal brand, you are not spending X amount of dollars, insert that number on clothes. You are investing into your brand just like they invest into iPhones, just like they invest into Mac computers. Did the original iPhone work and get the job done? Yeah. But is it going to be sufficient to charge the premium price that they eventually want to charge? Is it going to be sufficient to keep up with the trends that are happening in the marketplace? No, we have to continue to invest. Personal brands, you have to invest. Your hair has to be clean. Your hair has to be done. Your clothes have to fit you nicely. They don't have to be big label name brands. You can wear things on a budget that look amazing. I do it every single day. Okay. Maybe not, but you get it, right? I mix match. Yeah. I, I would, I, I have, yo, know, one of my favorite cars was um, a Toyota Corolla. I loved that car in college. Mm -hmm. I, I can, I can't, I don't want to say I can't. I could get a Toyota Corolla. But when I pull up in a Toyota Corolla, a lot of, it's not going to feel as comfortable you giving me $30,000 for a mastermind. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this question, though. So <clears throat> he just cut me off, right? He did just okay, cut just, you off. Just want to mark one on your side. I think, <laughs> I think maybe it's the problem that we have as a team. Yeah. And yeah. we need to get some coaching on energy. That. My question is, like, why is that, why does this have to be the standard for our culture, though? Like, you know, why can't you pull up in a Corolla and take $30,000 from somebody? Like, you you know, can. No, no, but I was saying, like, you know, but why does the standard... I drove, what was the, I, dro I drove a Chevy, um... Traverse, right? No, it wasn't a Traverse. It, Equinox. Uh, yeah. I drove a Chevy Equinox for years. Mm. Why did I drive that vehicle? Because I could afford it. I have had repossessions when the market crashed, but you know, and I was just disconnected from, I didn't want another luxury car. I remember seeing them come and pick my car up out of my driveway. So I got what I could afford that even if I lost a job, it was easy for me to keep up with. I drove that Chevy, that Chevy Equinox until... December of 2020, it was David saying, Donnie, you got to get another car. You got to get another car. You got to get another so car. And I'm the, like, he's the problem. Okay, well, no, it's, it's him <laughs> and saying, the, hey, and this then is... then what happened in 2021? Yeah. So David is like, yo, you, you sis, you got to get another car. And I would tell him, I fought you on that. David, I'm driving. With, look, I, drove, I drive what I could afford. And I showed up. And at that time, I still had clients paying me $30,000 a year six figures a year for me to coach because it wasn't about the car that I drove. It was about my presence, but I did not get out of that car. People knew that I was driving that car and I could be driving anything that I wanted because I looked like a complete package, right? You can't be selling t-shirts, Joe. Like I'm gonna wear my brand at the top, but I'm gonna be on some BS at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want to buy the t-shirt. I want to know when I when I look at that, you guys have a clothing brand. If you looked filthy, and you weren't looking filthy, but if you had on raggedy shoes and some wrinkled stuff at the bottom, in my mind, I said, ooh, the, the, the apparel is nice, but it's probably like on their dining room table in between Popeye's boxes and stuff, kids running around. I don't want that, right? You have to look the part. The car doesn't necessarily matter, but when I changed my vehicle, was I successful when I was driving the Chevy Equinox? I was. But did my success go to another level when I purchased a Mercedes? 
it did. The kicker is most people never see my vehicle. Most people don't see what I drive. You guys, if you come to the podcast, you see it. That Mercedes, that same Mercedes, I don't know if it did something to me. If I pulled up differently, I don't know if it was the posture and the energy. I haven't driven the car in almost a month now. I'm driving another car right now, right? The car is parked. So it's not the car that closes the deals. It's the complete package. And I do know this. When I present, I present very well. So when I was driving that Chevy Equinox at the same time, I live in a million dollar condo. So I have a car that's subpar to society standards. I make sure that when I'm doing my Zoom calls and my presentations, you see the skyline behind me. You know that Donnie can buy whatever she... And even when I bought the Mercedes, I didn't buy the big boy Mercedes. I did not. Look, baby steps. (laughs) Baby steps. But I understand that there is a presence and I don't know what it is. There's something psychological. And and I don't want to offend people because if you aren't building a personal brand and you really are not into fashion and you don't want to spend, then this conversation isn't for you. Just catch the next episode or go back to another one that is. But this is specifically for my entrepreneurs who are building personal brands. You have to, your most important investment that you're going to make is in yourself. People have to desire, they have to see you in the result that they desire. And it just is what it is. And if you don't like that, if you can't grasp that, then maybe you should try to invent a product and something where you don't have to be the face or maybe you still carry the same concept, but you make someone else the face of the brand that you're trying to carry. Because if I look dirty and walked around looking busted, nobody would speak to me. And we know this in every area of our lives. You look super, super, super busted sometimes. You go out in public and they treat you differently. Yeah, I I think it's, uh, I, we just have to take our, we have to be strategic about our presentation. So look, let me give you a flip side. If there is a person who, um, let's say they are in a kind of name brand sweatsuit, they got chains and jewelry, they hopping out, um, you know, an expensive truck, and they're, they're saying, yo, invest in this app that I built, this technology that I built. Right. So we have we have that picture. But then you see a, a, a kid with khakis, like a, a polo shirt, looking like his major focus isn't trying to look like he has money. And he's, and he's telling you all about his tech and his app and all this kind of stuff. I me personally. OK, not me. because I'm not putting myself in a hot seat. Some of us will look at the person who has like the glam and stuff like that and say, oh, they're scamming. They're going to use my money to buy another chain. But you see the other person by the tech, you're like, oh, that's he know what you're talking about. It's presentation, right? So I think you have to know who you're talking to. And I may be totally off with that. It's just me personally. No, you're like, right. there's, there's a particular audience that you want to cater to. Mm-hmm. And I think in business, we have to just consider what would make that person tick? What do they want? Does that make sense? Let me also say this to that point. Yes, it makes perfect sense. At the same time, I don't know what's happened in the last 12 months, but there is an influx, especially of females in the personal brand space that are coaching, that are showing up naked. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Is it? Absolutely. See through everything. Stomach out no for way. everything. I've, I've oh, it. I have seen it. I see it every time. Y'all see it? I see these really? coaches that are showing up and they're barely dressed, but they got money. The diamonds, they're real drippy, right? But I wouldn't want that either. I don't I don't have a problem with you going out, you know, dressed like that. But when we're coming to talk business and one could say, well, what's the difference, Donnie? You show up in hoodies, I show up in sheer. Maybe there is no difference, but I'm not your ideal audience. So at the end of the day, you still have to appeal to your ideal audience. I'm going to pull up a profile and just show you someone um, so you have a visual of what I am talking about, right? Um, and, <laughs> you know, there, it's just you, but this person only attracts her ideal audience. And uh, men do some things that are really super outlandish too. Like, I would never be on a flyer like this. This is crazy. You're on a whole flyer for an, a whole event that's about getting your life together you know what? I'm guessing that that person's audience is people. She's appealing to women who desire to be and look like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe not through the business acumen, but this was going to a business meeting. Oh yeah, but but that's not even it. And and let me take it back. It's not. It's not even just coaches. I don't want it's. Everybody has a demographic and a network, okay? I understand it. I used to be, I'm not, I'm not that age anymore. I used to be the girl who wore the halter tops, you know. But at the same time, I was out having fun or out brunching with my girls. I knew to show up for business differently. I am not, I, I just knew to show up for business differently. And right now, what's happening is there's no line between personal life and professional life in business. We've got realtors showing up with their panties and sheer pants on, stomachs out. While I don't think it's appropriate, there is a demographic of people 
who feel like, oh, I want my realtor to be fly, fly, fly and show up as you are. And I think it's great. It's just when me and my man are out looking for houses, I prefer that we not see your at your butt. <laughs> like through panties, right? Yeah. So there, there's just a difference. And it's it's different. And, and it's not only black women. I see all kinds of women doing it. It's, you know, and, and, and they just do it a little differently. It's like they used to say, oh, only black women wear weave. And no, they don't. White women been wearing weave since we were two. Like, it's just, it just is what it is. There's an audience for everything. It's not, we don't have to put a race up against a race. It's just the times are changing. I might be a little close-minded to it and a little old school because I grew up wearing pantyhose to church, Right. I don't wear pantyhose to church anymore. And I still consider myself a little risque when it comes to how I dress. I have my upper thigh out, right? I wear fitted clothes. My mom might look at that and say, ooh, that is not appropriate. So it's just a difference in time and a different, my mom is also not my ideal audience. So it's just a difference in who who do you want to attract? You know what I've been saying? Like, think about, all right, think about like church, have you seen the pastors these days? Who, so, so, all right, TD, right? That's my guy, right? Yo, it's awkward, though. It's awkward. Remember, 10 years ago, there was a particular audience that he was going for, right? So what was he wearing? Suits. Now. Showing the house. I, yeah. don't, I don't want to show up like that. Yeah. Wait. Me and I mean, my but, guy can't do this. Right. <laughs> what are you selling? So, but, 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 so, like, we see, I'm talking about, <laughs> T.D. Jakes gave a whole certain, like, I'm talking about a sweatsuit because he's trying to reach a certain group of people. So, my question for you, Joe, is, who is your audience and what would attract your audience to you? Um, I think, well, I don't think my, no, my audience are individuals who are trying to seek transformation in their lives internally, gotcha. not externally. Like, you know, right now I'm going through a major transformation with this weight loss. I'm down 42 pounds. Mm-hmm. I feel amazing. I look amazing and I'm seeing the results. Yep. And it's not the external that I'm really concerned about right now. It's always been the internal that I've always been wanting to attract. You know, mm-hmm. who can I attract and whose heart can I pierce through the words that come out of my mouth and the transformation I can give them? You know what's crazy mm-hmm. though? The person that you would be like, so you're looking for an internal transformation. Correct. And maybe you're looking for a coach that understands how to help you have the internal transformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there is going to be a wall because your eyes can't see the internal co- transformation of the coach that you're looking for. Your eyes see the outside and it looks like this person is living the life that I would like to live. This person looks well put together. This person looks like they've got it all together. Now, I'm not saying they got to hop out of a Bentley, but that presentation of the person is typically, the way we see it, is a reflection of what's going on on the inside, which we know is false. It's not, you can't, you can't judge it that way. Mm-hmm. But there's no way for your eyes to even see what's going on inside. I think it is. Um, How? I think if Give me an example. I believe we're looking with the wrong eyes. You know, we're looking with these eyes here versus looking with the eyes of inter- our internal selves. You know, I can look at a person right now and see, yo, they're fronting. They're broken. Mm-hmm. I can just see that without just saying, oh, just because they got, the, you know, the latest clothes, the flyers, whatever it may be. I can see, I personally can just see that. I can just tell because I have that connection with people. 
where I can just tell there's brokenness going on, there's hurt, there's trauma, all that type of stuff. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. A lot of things we're looking at things with our physical eyes, not necessarily our spiritual eyes. But you also said something that was a big oxymoron. I am looking to help people get an internal change. I myself am experiencing, I'm going through a, a big change myself. I'm losing weight significantly and I feel different. I look good. I feel, I look good. Yeah, I look I good. I feel good. Right. But you looking good, Let you, you cannot tell me that when you were, think, go back to when you were your biggest self. Mm-hmm. Remember looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Remember the struggle shopping for clothes. You cannot tell me that now that those things are no longer the case, that you don't feel a little differently when you see yourself in the mirror. And there are some overweight people who can really get you some transformation and weight loss. Mm -hmm. For sure. So why don't we get fat trainers that know what to do? Yo, in the commercial of the the Bowflex, it's not... It's not the person who had the idea of the Bowflex. Mm-hmm. They go find somebody who has the, the presentation. Now, that Bowflex did not give them that body for that commercial. None of that workout equipment gave them that body. But we put them on camera to for say, sure. oh, this is what you want. Mm-hmm. So, and those people might be broken on the inside. And they, they outwork their broken inside, and it shows up on the outside as looking good. Because mm-hmm. their escape is working out, but broken on the inside. So I don't know if you, Professor X, you can see the inside of somebody and you might <laughs> feel something, oh, but God. your first presentation, your first objective. Do you think you can help somebody lose weight? I believe so, yes. I don't, I don't, you would I can't have get a really me. hard time finding clients though, right now. I don't think so, though. You wouldn't? No, because I believe people feel comfortable with what somebody who's similar to what they are. And they see, like, you know, people, because I, I show my progress on Instagram. Yes, people feel comfortable, but they don't feel comfortable giving their money to somebody that doesn't look like what they want to be. Anybody ever hired a fat coach? A fat, like, workout coach. But they know what they're talking about. They, they've been slim once. They can get results. They know the information. I, yo, I've helped somebody lose weight before. Like 40 pounds. I don't know if I could make a career out of it because when I go to the pool, it just don't look right. You know what I mean? But, it doesn't. But I... I, mm. I it's not bad, though. It's just, it's just dad Absolutely gag-worthy. You know? Me and Dre are planning a trip to the beach and she's all concerned about what her hair looks like and stuff. I'm like, but did you tell Dave something about the gym? Because hmm? I just don't want you to be Why doing all of this. He's showing up pretty mediocre. Anyway. But make your point. I get it. I don't remember the point. I think Joe <laughs> gets the point, but he's fighting it. So, but I you, get do, you do all. Not, I, no, you I, think- I, I a thousand percent get you all's point. It's just where I am in life right now. It's just, I don't believe that will ever just be me. I'm okay with just being. What won't be you? What you, what I think, what you all want me to present myself in. Like, you know, I get the whole presentation what thing. What do I want you to present yourself in? Just curious. In the whole, like, fashionable way. Well, you don't you have know? to be fashionable. Hold on, hold on real quick, because I, I think you're, you're getting the wrong idea. No, no, about... no. I, I'm not getting the wrong idea. I just, my thing is this, though. I just rather just... But I just, I just want to know what you think I want to turn you into. If you let me talk, I can tell you. You said fashionable. In the fashionable way, I feel like, you know, I just don't want to... Ha- I don't care for all the fashionable stuff. It's just never been me. I don't believe it'll ever be me. I just rather take that money or just take, just take it and do else things, other things with it. 
we like I said, we all have our vices, and I'd rather just use it for my own personal vice. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So then so, you're not interested in building. Hold on, a big Donnie. Business. Donnie, no, hold I'm, on. I'm, I'm I, interested I, in building I, I, a big business. I gotta have the just conversation. Dave, you with always want to have the conversation. Because, <laughs> have the conversation, Dave. <laughs> yeah, but if, if I ask Joe a question, you can't answer the question because there's a there's a okay. So, for one, just so it's clear, uh huh, I'm not looking for you to be fashionable. Correct. Okay. I'm not fashionable. So why would I want you to be fashionable? Hmm. You are quite fashionable though. Thanks. <laughs> Look, like, all serious. No, you are. Like, you know. He just wanted the validation, Joe. Don't I know. do it. Let me gas his head up real quick and deflate it. I don't. So I'm not looking for you to be fashionable. Uh-huh. Do you see anything wrong with um, upgrading your appearance? No, not at all. Do you think that, like, where your closet is right now, do you mm -hmm. see anything wrong with upgrading the closet, even if it's not going to take you a whole lot of money? Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. No, I just threw away a bunch of clothes the other day. Like, Why did you know? throw away a bunch of clothes? They don't fit, and they're just not up to, like, what we're doing. Like, it's an old look that I had that I don't care to have anymore. It's an right. old look. So remember I said something like, Joe, we're going to slim down pants a little bit. Yeah. Right? How much is that going to cost? Uh, the tailor, she charges me like $18 a pair of pants. So, or we just get some really nice pants that fit you well. You find the pants that like work for it's you. It's just hard well. for big guys to find pants that just fit well. You have to get them taken it in. It is, but I'd have to challenge that based on where you're shopping. Hmm. What kind of jeans you buy? Whatever's on sale. That's why it's hard for you to find pants that fit you well. I'm not trying to turn you into like, I'm, I'm not saying it's been thousands of dollars. I'm trying... If, if if I care about you and I know where you want to go, mm. my my advice and my suggestion is just about helping you get where you want to go. And I'm saying, let's start the presentation. She threw out a number of $3,000. Now, you might not need $3,000. You might wind up spending um, $600 and change your whole outfit and then you find some shoes that you like that's a thousand bucks. How much you spend on your Gucci shoes? Six or some change. Six yeah. something. I'm not even saying you got to get Gucci shoes, but you can get some nice, like, like loafers. You know how much loafers are. Some nice ones, right? How much you can get some nice little loafers or the so boots you be right wearing? Right to Steve Madden. Like $250. He can go right to Aldo. Three boots for $250 is $750. So he spends $700 on, like, pants and shirts and button-ups and nothing name brand, but just, like, just upgrading the look. Mm -hmm. That's half of the money right there. But in your head, you associate $3,000 with spending money on high ticket. Like, that's not even where we're going. So, also, we were talking about revamping your entire wardrobe and getting your stuff together. Mm -hmm. When you break down $3,000 for your entire wardrobe, if we budget that out over a year to change out your wardrobe, that's $250 a month. You saw $3,000. Is it reasonable while you're rebuilding your new wardrobe to spend $250 a month to do so. Couple pair of pants, couple shirts, nice pair of shoes. 
Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Like, I'm just online. Once a month, I buy something. Oh, so chances are you are actually going to end up spending about $3,000 this year. I guess maybe in my, my in my head, it just it was probably just in one setting, spending $3,000 was outlandish, outlandish. Well, nobody said you had to do that. Yeah, but that's how I received it. Yeah. My apologies. Right. received that way, yeah. And, and that was he, the issue. He... That was the issue. The... <laughs> I wish the camera was on you because <laughs> my apologies for the way I received that. Joe, now, now. <laughs> I'm still Donnie from the block, all right? <laughs> did he apologize? He did not. I just recognized that my ideal audience don't want to see that right now, so. <laughs> do, do you Boy, see, tried do, me real fast. <laughs> super tried me. <laughs> did you see it? Gestures see that, make Joe? me defensive, Joe. See, just... do, you, do you understand what happened? So yeah. we are, we don't get no commission off of you getting more clothes. And no, but we don't get you will that. get a whole lot off Facts. of it. You will get a whole lot. I don't know. You don't come in basketball shorts and wrinkled tees and untied shoes anymore. First of all, no, nothing. You don't. You, did, you just though. don't. I did, yes. I did. And that was because I was just in a low point in my life. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of times, people's outer appearance is a reflection of what's happening to them on the inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. A A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, the outer appearance (laughs) is just a reflection (laughs) of what's going on on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take that clip and put it on Instagram. I cannot. No, seriously. And this works both ways. So, you can have someone who is consistently... Just not, nobody consistently desires to look bad. Nobody wakes up and says that my true style of how I want to present to the world and get a woman and be date worthy and all this stuff is basketball shorts that are oversized and a two little wrinkled t-shirt. Nobody wants to do that. that. You do it because of where you are somewhere internally, things that you're struggling with and you feel defeated and you have no motivation to look good. At the same time, you have people who are masking how they look and feel by how they dress. We have all done it. We have all gotten out of the bed, not feeling our best. And we get up like, let me just put some clothes on and get out here and do what has to be done today. Mm -hmm. And when you look good, you feel good, right? right? So there are some people who are also doing the quite opposite and they're battling internal battles. They're fighting against internal battles. And instead of giving in to also looking bad, they're saying, well, I might as well just make myself feel good and do the most with, with my clothes. Neither party is wrong, but neither party is right, right? At the end of the day, Joe, you... The reason that we even suggest you start, you said, let me start doing things differently. You came in, your shoes match your shirt now, your hat match your shoes. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell you to well, do that. Coats and all that. I can see that Joe is screaming for a change all throughout his life. So, Joe, if we're going to change, let's change. We're not, we're not going to backslide. Your confidence is different. I started calling you Nunu because when you started <laughs> to do these things, I really noticed new changes in you. Did I, you started coming in with a little bit more arrogance. You got some talk back in you now. You mm-hmm. know what? 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal i mean you (laughs) used to shrink in the room when you dress that way. And now you're a standout. People look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. That Joe would have never. This Joe is something different. And you have to ask yourself, where is Joe going? You have to ask yourself, where am I going? And am I fit for the part? Do I look the part? Is there something that needs to change? 
Mm-hmm. The mic is open. I would love to hear what's going on. Because I know, I just, I just feel what's going on in y'all head right now. Um, I love to hear your perspective. They're scared. They're like, am I, do I look the part right now and to be that, on camera? Uh, <laughs> Oh, and, y'all look beautiful today. And Joe is just fine on the mic. He ought to come to the camera now. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Bro. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Anybody? Oh, so no? All right. All right. We can talk oh, about it. Oh, no. Somebody's sports. coming. Okay. All right. Cool. Arielle Young. Give her a round of applause. So, conversation starter. I'm going to do this right this time. Arielle Young. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't think we got you. <laughs> okay, got you. Because you call me out every time I come up here. You don't. <laughs> do we have the camera on her? Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, hey, Ariel Young, um, Ariel Young underscore, and um, this that entire clip actually was speaking to me because I think about who I was before I dressed how I dress now, right? But my future self dresses way way better, and it's not particular. I was I feel you on the three thousand because I I figure what I can do at three thousand based on what, how I want to look. It's gonna go a long way. More, more so about like stones, wearing stones that give me energy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like you go to, like a, um, like one of those like uh, African festivals, and you're like, oh, I want one of those. I want one of those. But they really cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like a stone, a good stone can cost like a hundred bucks. And so while I don't want to go to like the jewelry store to like get like a Rolex, I do want to splurge a little bit on the things that give me energy. Mm-hmm. And so that looks a lot different than how I look today. And even how I look now looks different than how I used to look. So I look back at who I wanted to like sit down and talk to me um, about my life. And she looks like me now, but I want to sit down and talk to the woman who like, she just mm. got energy. She has way more energy than I do. Her mm-hmm. eyes light up. She goes and gets, she gets flat facial. So like mm-hmm. that $3,000 can go a long way in terms of like, increasing how I look even today. And I, I think I will feel differently as well. So that clip, this conversation, I was even feeling you because I know Joe, we, we're we growing at, in the same pace. So like when I think about what I would do with 3000, it's not that I will go to Linux real quick and look like someone else, but I do think, okay, so how much money do I need to look like my future self? Mm. And that's when I'm like, okay, yeah. And let, let me ask you this, Ariel, before you go. The person who I met, looked very different than the woman that I see right now. Are your results very different from that person that I met also? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very different, right? 100%. Yeah. And I think it's two-part. Because you've seen somebody that you just saw and you you were impressed. You're like, it wasn't... It was just like, you see the person, you're like, dang, they kind of lit. This make you feel some way. So I think it's the two-part, right? It's how people see you. And then buying that stuff makes you feel a certain way, and then you feel more confident. That one of the advice I give for some people: once you start making money, not, not, not like being fiscally irresponsible, but it's something about spending money that shrinks numbers in your head. So if I remember when you were first, how much was I watched? 22,000. 22,000. I remember going, like, she was terrified to spend 22,000 because she's thinking as an entrepreneur, all the stuff that I could do with the 22,000, things of that nature. But once she spent it, 22,000 as a number isn't that big anymore, which means I can create an offer for someone when $5,000 was big, but I spent $20,000 on what? I, 20,000, the number isn't as big. So I can start to sell more. I can, I can make an offer with confidence. Mm-hmm. And once you start spending more, for some reason, 
it just changes your relationship with money. You still got to be fiscally responsible, things of that nature. But um, yeah, so go ahead, please. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning, Beasley. Follow me. I am Chef Beasley. Uh, I completely agree. Um, I've really been investing in, you know, changing my style up a little bit. We've seen um, it, Beast. What? You know what I mean? I've been around so many dope people, and I just pay attention to how they how they move, how they dress. I told Jovan and uh, Words Taylor that, you know, we, we some big dudes, so we trying to lose this weight. Now, I never owned a suit before, so I got tailored for a suit that I'm not mm. going to wear until, like, three months from now. I got to, you know, drop some more weight. Come but, on. Um, yeah, investing, making sure you looking good. Only different for me, that 3000 can't give me a lot because um, I wear a size 16 in shoes. So my shoes are like four, five hundred dollars for shoes. So yeah, but overall, just changing your appearance, you know what I mean? It, it makes you feel good. It makes you look good and confidence. Um, like I said, being around so many different people, just seeing how they dress, you know, they they swag, they they demeanor, just all of the above. So yeah, definitely invest. I don't say you have to be so much high end, but just wow. just looking good. My wife put me on the sheen. I ain't know nothing about sheen. Um, all that I have to pay all that stuff. So yeah, just, what's she? Yeah, it's the um, where I be getting those little dresses from. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. you, I'm buying my, the, 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 stuff. That one came from she. Look, first yeah. of all, don't sleep. No, I'm not saying. I just I'm trying to identify the <laughs> Here, actual outfit. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, and this will maybe help some people. Someone asked me. I don't think she's here, Donnie. How do you keep up? Like looking nice, and you have to do stuff all the time. You're always on camera. You're filming the podcast, and I told her like. I don't spend thousands of dollars in podcast stuff. If you see me dressed like that, that's usually because it might be date night. I have somewhere else to go. But typically what I did in my mind, because even though I make a lot of money, I'm at home most of the time. So I'm not spending thousands of dollars per outfit for the podcast just to go right back home. So I found Sheen and Fashion Nova and there's other and cute little boutiques that are on Instagram. And I go and buy things from them that are inexpensive. And guess what you might see me do? If I am really cute, like this dress, for instance, this was the dress that I wore to Kenny's birthday event. That was back Two in- Two days ago? That was- uh, It was just a few days ago. That was five months ago. Five months ago, I haven't worn the dress since, okay? <laughs> I haven't worn the dress since, and I said, you know what, let me wear it today because I was trying to be on time. I needed something that was already ironed and dry clean. So I pulled the dress out. I hardly repeat outfits, but if I did, it's a situation like this. I hard, Let me take that back because I repeat like casual clothes, but I hardly repeat like super nice things. So I don't invest a whole lot of money in clothes because I don't like to wear things multiple times. This dress costs a good amount of money. So we're going to let this air out on, on YouTube. How much was it? Uh, I think, oh, what is this? I think this dress was like $900 or something like that. And here's the hack. So when we go, Joe, it'll be sometimes a nice quality, maybe pricey pair of shoes will make a cheap outfit look expensive. All the time. So it's it's all about like just getting pieces. Like so you get these little, so you'll get a nice piece and, you know, just some stuff that's going to fit good. And eventually, because when you get like, First off, expensive clothes isn't about the price. Right. Many times, the quality is much better. So I used to buy Levi's all the time. You buy the $50 jeans. But eventually, it looks like you've had them for a while. But once you get, like, these pieces, you don't wear them as often, and it's better quality. And eventually, over time, you have a quality of nice little pieces that you can kind of mix into your outfit. You know what's funny? Real quick, 
this video, I don't know if they can see that, but there's a video that Dave shared a clip of where I talked about my presence is expensive. Mm-hmm. I literally had on like somewhere between 14 to $22. I don't remember the cost of the dress. I bought so many of them. Nobody questioned my value. I didn't say I look expensive because I spend $900 on dresses every time. I just look at my presence is, is expensive. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. You don't have to spend high ticket to look high value. Mm. See, the thing is, you don't have to spend high ticket <laughs> to look high value. <laughs> All right, go for it. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Will, the owner of um, Crew Fit Clothing. So I had a question, right? Um, so I feel like in our culture, we we drive the influence, but we lack in the impact. But I 100% agree with everything that Donnie said towards, like, showing too much. But I want to follow back on something you said about, like, with T and everything changing, right? Who's to say that uh, maybe we're not making a change within the culture of how things are worn, such as, like, a TD, for example, or how entrepreneurs dress like entrepreneurs used to be just wearing suits. But now we're bringing this new fashion because I feel like our culture drives that mm-hmm. um, influence. For sure. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you feel about that? Give me the question. We are. I understood your question. Um, we <laughs> Give me no, I want to I understand, understand the question. So essentially what I'm touching on is um, I, I think that the culture is changing as the way how people dress, mm-hmm. such as TD, for example, who's a pastor. So normally you expect a pastor to come up um, on the podium and look a certain way. But yes. as far as our culture, I feel like we're changing it the same way how we changed almost everything else, sure. but we may not get the credit for it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see, like, what's your opinion on that as far as, like, maybe there's a new way of doing things, such yeah. as how an entrepreneur may dress or how a pastor may dress, Got it. and we're just introducing that new thing. We are definitely shifting the culture. Let me tell you, I'm a strong believer that Black culture sets the tone for the world. For sure. Period, right? And... One of the things that appealed to me about being an entrepreneur was being able to dress and show up however I wanted. And even what I spoke about earlier about the ladies coming a little scantily dressed in business, there's still an audience for that. That's just my opinion. That doesn't mean stop. It just means I probably wouldn't choose you to show me my man houses or choose you as my coach because I'm not comfortable in that environment. Mm. But they are, too, shifting the culture, right? It is what it is. Um, I used to think that those clothes are just made to go out. You might see me out in something like that, but not in business and something like that. I think that black people are shifting the culture in terms of entrepreneurship. You look at, um, for example, like the Grant Cardones who were in this space already and he was suited and booted everywhere he went. Now he's doing 10X conferences and hoodies. Mm-hmm. It's because he understands his audience. Yep. When you go to a 10X conference, you see more black people than any other person, right? Than any other group of people at his conferences. He's seeing, okay, the culture is shifting. Let me shift with it so I can continue to appeal to them. And that's just what's happening across the board. So you're absolutely right. Suit and ties are becoming extinct in business. I think now we wear them as a vanity metric because we want to look good sometimes. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm, and I'm not saying you need to change how you, like, change the style of dress, right? But there's always going to be levels. There's some sweatpants from Walmart, and then there's sweatpants from, like, you know, a, 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 a more quality type. There's a there's a difference in fit. There's a difference in look. Yeah. So not necessarily the style. You just want to upgrade. You know what I mean? Do you want to get married, Joe? Yeah. Save $3,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
you ready? I want a woman that wants me for me in my hoop shorts. Come on, man. My two big hoop shorts. <laughs> Go for it. So I am Shemika Maddox, and it's at SheFindSuccess on Instagram. But for me, I think you look like how you feel mm-hmm. in the inside. That's a fact. I don't always have to have name brand. I don't even really care for name You're brand. You're doing your thing like, right now, first off. I first like what you got going outfit on. lit. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like what I like. But for me, I can't be a business owner, a coach, saying that I'm going to help you start, sustain, and scale your business to six figures, but I'm looking like I'm just starting my business. Mm-hmm. Okay, plus. It just doesn't work. Come on. Okay, plus. Come on, advertisement. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when I walk out, I've always been taught as a child, my mom used to make us iron our underwear. You never know what's going to happen to you. You never mm. know who you will meet. You never know what your next income will be, your next conversation will be. So I'm networking whatever I do. Whenever um, I go out. Yes, so I may wear perfect. a Target outfit. I shop a lot of places, but it's my accessories that make my mm-hmm. things look good. Pieces. You know? I love and it. I do invest. I can't be dropping 30000 on my investment in coaching and me investing in myself when I'm not investing in myself, you know, on the outer appearance. So mm-hmm. I, I have to, you know, look I like that. Can we give you a round of applause? Because we don't know if that hat was $1,000 or $20, right? Mm-hmm. But the way she put it together, nobody's going to ask. Like, yo, you just look a certain way. I like that. I like that. What up, what up? What up, y'all? King Energy. Find me on Instagram, underscore uh, King Energy, spiritual coach, spiritual healer. I help entrepreneurs turn their energy into profit. Yo, first off, real quick. Hold on, hold on. Okay. (laughs) Your energy is real low Yo, what's what's up with King Energy's energy? Yo, and sometimes, yo, really, so when we're in a room and we're kind of telling people what we do, the way... Sometimes we say it as if it's a formality. Like, we just, we got to say who we are and this is what we do. But there's some people that don't know you from Adam. This is their first, their first example of you is King Energy saying, hey, y'all, it's King Energy. You know, I help people heal spiritually Let and me all that kind of quick. stuff. Yeah, let me just get yeah, it out yeah. the way. I know they're going to say something about me not promoting my business. Right, so right. Just real quick. Come on, do it over, man. Come on. Hey, everybody. I'm King Energy, spiritual coach, spiritual That felt good. Oh, oh, that felt good. I help entrepreneurs turn their energy into profit through spiritual techniques with clarity, focus, and tuning them back in into their inner guidance system. Good. I like How's that. How's that? Yeah. That the first good. time you seem like you were just high. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this time I'm feeling some energy. And you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> um, so I can't... I'm, Came from Miami. I was a club promoter. And now I'm a what? spiritual healer. Mm-hmm. I used to be very flashy. And once I got into this space of spiritual healing, I dumped it all the way down. Yep. But then I felt the need to start to incorporate how I used to be now. Mm. And since I changed it, I've been getting more clients. Won't he do it? So, I don't know. I guess I'm just finding my way. Right? Yeah. I'm mixing it up. Right. See, I got the wrap, and then I have my shirt and some jeans and some boots. I'm trying yeah. to mix it up. So tell Joe, just yeah. look at Joe when you say it. Like <laughs> Where are we going, Joe? Your way. Where are we going? You said what? When are we going? What, okay, okay. What's we what's a number we can get comfortable with? A thousand. A thousand. Thousand dollars. We can go. I have to lose fifty-two pounds okay. before I start buying anything like dramatic because it's just point. Right now, it's just kind of points to buy clothes because nothing's, sure. nothing's fitting. I feel that. Um, I should be at my 52 mark in June. Should be or will be? Will be. I will be, my bad. Will be at the 52 uh, pounds down 
June, July-ish. I love it. Okay. All right, cool. All right. Oh, and by that time, we're not waiting until June, July for $1,000. No, by then, yeah. By then, it's up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Hello, everyone. My name is Melanie Gilbert, and I'm a realtor. And I walked in on done in the um, lingerie piece. <laughs> but I'm a realtor, and here's my tag. Now if you're you look looking fabulous. to buy or sell, remove, mm. remember to move with mail. That's my tag. Oh, yeah. But I'm a realtor, and I want to say, Dunny, I like, grew up in a church family, too. So I do look at realtors and some of the things that they wear. I'm just like, oh, yeah, Melanie can't. Mm-hmm. But so I understand that. But, Joe, I just want to tell you. You don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. And any of my friends will tell you I'm the queen of it. I'm going to go wherever I need to go. And it's your presence, your, like, your aura. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a company party. I worked for Century 21. It's predominantly white. But, yes, the black girl who's always smiling, who's always polished, looks nice, speaks well, she, they're going to remember that. So it's not about how much you spend on your clothes. Mm-hmm. It's how you wear the clothes. So... I just wanted to say that piece. And for women, like, command the room. You have to command the attention. And when you do that through your style, don't look at Instagram because Instagram will have you feeling like, oh, I need to buy. Mm-hmm. Is that in the third? No. You just need to command what you're wearing. Yeah. And right. people will always remember you. That's Absolutely. Right. I like that. And you look cute, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, she puts it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, you look on. cute. What up? Yes, sir. All Maybe right. we should just uh, stay there. My name Mac. <laughs> uh... Big homie underscore the credit finesse on Instagram. And what are we looking here? That's us. Okay. Um, so when you was talking to Joe about, you know, your outer appearance uh, affects how your inner appearance. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be 400 plus pounds like two and a half years mm. ago. So when I was 400 plus pounds, I was depressed and I was stuck in a dead end job. Even though I was making six figures, I was stuck in a dead end job and I couldn't think past that job. But now it's like once I dropped the weight, I started to get more confidence. And then I moved moved into the entrepreneurship space. And then with October 1st, I hit my first 10K day, all because nice. I got that confidence when yeah. I dropped that weight and I started to feel better by myself. Mm-hmm. So now I dropped more weight and I'm starting to feel even better. And then being in the community, now I'm looking forward to making my 100K day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A year ago, 100K in a day, Never would have crossed my mind. Yeah, but, you got it. Yeah, um, your outer appearance definitely affects how you how you feel, and I and I and I can attest to that. Yep, it Good is. Stuff. Congratulations! And congratulations on the weight loss. Yeah, for sure. Kyle, Kyle. King. hello, hello. My name is Kyle S King. Kyle S King on Instagram. Um, I do have two part questions. So one, I definitely agree. Um, with the perspective of where your environment is, you got to kind of keep up because when I got my new house and saw all the different cars in the neighborhood. I had to get a new car. But I guess the first the first question is personal. So how do you, what would you say to anybody that's listening or anybody in this room that they want to do better and they want to get nicer cars and nicer clothes and all these different things, but you don't want them to lose themselves in the process? Because this ideology of having to keep up to show up for my market, can we talk about identifying who's best fit for you versus just the room that you want to be in? Because sometimes how you need to look to be in that room won't fit for the type of person that you are because there's certain pressure and responsibilities that come with it. Mm -hmm. So can we talk about the personal things that we need to identify within ourselves so that we can be better once we actually have the money to receive those clothes? Yeah, I think um, sometimes when we start talking about the presentation of 
apparel and things of that nature is a cop-out or say um, it's, it, it, we're, we're, we're not thinking in abundance because the same person that's marketing to that audience, if you're doing a video, you might record your video and you stutter too much. You're like, ah, I don't like the way that's being presented and I'll re-record it. So we understand the importance of putting on our best for our audience. All we're saying is, I'm not saying like, go start getting Fendi and stuff like that. You feel me? I'm saying, let's just, let's just present ourselves a little better than we're presenting ourselves now. That's, that's it. I don't care. I don't know what that looks like for you. I should have a haircut right now. But before the training starts tomorrow, I'll go get a haircut because I want to look my best for my audience. So I think we just don't, don't feel like you have to keep up for other people. I say we start looking a little better than we look. When we look in the mirror, do we like what we see? If we don't like what we see, let's change it incrementally within, the, within our ability to change it, right? So if you don't have $1,000 to go, if you don't have $1,000 to go get new clothes, maybe you got time to just iron your clothes. It's not necessary, or, or you, you think through how you can put your outfit together to where it looks neat and clean. That will be an upgrade from just throwing clothes on. So just continuing the upgrade. But I don't think, I think that that pressure is about, oh, well, I don't need these clothes. And then we start thinking, well, I don't need it, meaning I don't need to go make more money to buy it because I don't need to do that. So. Yeah. When I drove a Honda Civic, I didn't like driving a Honda Civic. Was it clean, though? It was clean. (laughs) It was always clean. I did not like driving a Honda Civic. I drove a Honda Civic because that was the first car I could get approved for after I had experienced repossessions. So I took what I could get and I was paying like a dumb car note on a Honda Civic. And then uh, because I had been accustomed to driving SUVs, I said, you know what? I got to get out of this Honda Civic and I have to get an SUV. And then we started driving the, the Chevy, right? And I was driving that car I live in a building where the majority of the people in my in my building drive Rolls Royces and Bentleys and something ridiculous. And here I am pulling up in my Chevy Equinox. I seriously didn't feel a way. I didn't feel a single way. I showed up and I got out of that car and I greeted my neighbors the way that I would have the same way that I do in my Mercedes. It doesn't make I didn't get a Mercedes because I was concerned or I needed to fit in with my neighbors. I lived in that building for six years at the time before I upgraded my vehicle. I was comfortable with the woman that I was, right? Through that journey, though, what I learned is, what I learned was at that time how to really be happy with myself because I had everything stripped away. So I couldn't walk and lead with the Gucci bags. I didn't have a choice. I could, it was not something that I could any longer do. I couldn't walk in and lead with, you know, the, the, the luxury extensions. and th- I didn't have a choice but to figure out how to genuinely be happy with who Donnie Wiggins was. But that never stopped me from actually having a sincere like for those luxury things. I liked it. I just couldn't afford it. So when I got back in a position where I can now afford those things, I don't make the choices that I make to keep up. I make the choices that I make because I genuinely like it. And that is why I am just as comfortable shopping at Fendi as I am shopping at Fashion Nova, because I 
genuinely like what I'm spending my money on. So the advice that I would give is, number one, why do you feel like you have to keep up with the neighbors around you? What part of you do we need to heal that makes you feel like you have to keep up? Number two, am I making this investment for a reason that's worthy and valuable to me? Or am I doing it for them and what they think and how that, because we can still pull up in the Mercedes and still not like who we are. We still won't feel enough. I pull up in a Mercedes right behind me is a Wraith, a Rolls Royce Wraith. My neighbor up here who had the Mercedes, the, the, the S550 now has a Rolls Royce Wraith. His girl next to him got the Bentley truck. I'm like, God dang, <laughs> right? But I still get out and I'm like, hey girl, love the truck, love this. I am still happy but but my desire, this this picture has been on my phone for two years. I want a G-Wagon. I went into the dealership. Almost got that thing. I almost got that G-Wagon. The reason that I didn't get the, my vanity metric said drive the G-Wagon off the lot. But Donnie Wiggins being happy with me and my boundaries and my limits that I have on myself say, you can't take this vehicle off the lot. Why? Because the car that was normally $180,000 is currently, because of limited inventory, marked up to $315,000. I was on FaceTime with Dave. Yeah, now, I had to talk her off a ledge because I think she there was like this little twinkle in her eye. There like, was. I wanted anyway. <laughs> the freaking car. I wanted the car. And I had to say, are you unhappy with the car that you have? No. You having the... I can't get the car. There's nothing financially responsible about me spending $300,000 on a car right now. So Donnie Wiggins can't get the G-Wagon, okay? I, I just can't. Am I still happy? Yeah, I am still happy without the vehicle. Does that stop me from wanting the car? No, I'm going to get the car or whatever I want at the time that I'm able to do it. I am just not trying to keep up so much that I'm win willing to spend 40% more just to get the car. Absolutely. Just one more. Can we quantify, I guess, when it's time to get the car? How do you know where you're at from a business standpoint, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, you're making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. How did you know that it was time to get the Mercedes versus the G-Wagon? How did you know it was time to change your car? How do you, what type of money do you put towards essentially a marketing budget personally mm -hmm. on a monthly basis? Could we, I guess, quantify a percentage of revenue that goes to that on a monthly basis or a yearly basis. It's really good. So I pay myself, well, I manage my money according to the profit first model. We're and, reading that right now. Yeah. I manage my money according to profit first. And profit first essentially helps you categorize how you should be managing your money. In doing so, one of the things that I do is pay myself 15% of my monthly revenue. Okay. So I based how my affordability to, to own that vehicle based off of my personal money. Donnie Wiggins ain't got nearly as much money as my companies and my entities do. I can only buy based off of my personal. Then when I look at that personal amount for my car payment, like my, my living expenses total have to be um, under 30% of what I earn. So as long as it fits in that number, I can afford it. That number right now can't substantiate a G-Wagon. That's good. That's good. And I do want to tell you, every time I see you, it makes me think, I need to get a turtleneck. <laughs> Every time, bro. Nah, like, you think I'm like, it sounds funny, but I'm like, I need to upgrade my look to, like, I want that little, like, you'll wear, like, a little turtleneck and something. A suit? Oh, yeah, that's I guarantee Kyle, Kyle is the one struggling the most with not wearing suits every day. 
Mm. How was suited? Yeah, he, not just that. the suit. He had the vest. He had the suit. Then that's the turtleneck. Then he gonna hit him with the loafers. With, with the, or the boots. With like, the, or the boots. Or the boots. So somebody's like, "Yo, Dave, save three hundred dollars. We going to get turtlenecks." So I'd be like. But I'd have to trust my coach. But you know then Kyle I mean? would be like, 300 and turtlenecks, that's a ridiculous budget. You can't, <laughs> you can't do anything with that. <laughs> I never even see the turtleneck that color. That's crazy. You're right. I'll go for it. <laughs> go for it. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's the one and only Zay here from the Jacalo brand. You can find us on Instagram at Jacalo underscore nine, J A C A underscore nine. Um, it's the one, me, Zay, here, giving you words to help you reroute. We're pushing this brand, be yourself. Um, but everything you guys been speaking on is, it's is like reverence to what I needed to hear. Which one more so resonates uh, with you? For us, man. Which just, one like resonates with you just more? Just me or Donnie? Just investing money into yourself for us like, one of us said something that really pierced you. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I need your biggest takeaway first. <laughs> My takeaway and what is is definitely like investing more, more of in just improving my, I said my that, outside. So. No, we didn't okay, say that. I, I just improving my exactly. outside appearance. It's something that I was um that I was thinking on what just day before yesterday. Mm. I just told my business partner that. Just, just whisper this to my business partner. Like, man, I need to, I need to upgrade myself. Mm -hmm. And before the podcast started, you was like, what topic it, you know, we should speak on. I said individuality. You tied into this, this whole conversation tied into individuality. So I really appreciate this. This is something you, I gain. I got you. So it's a, I, so I gained something from both of you guys. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so I appreciate you, that. Man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> so you got to make no point at all? I was like, I'm not happy with that response. Do you have that sweatshirt? Yes. I you need want. that. You got a large? Yeah. I and need do you that. have a medium? Yes, ma'am. We'll need give them both that. to you. That's hard. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Nella. Um, I am from IMBK Properties. You can find me on Instagram at alwaysnella. Um, we specialize in rental arbitrage and helping people to be able to get started in the Airbnb business without owning property. Um, so for me, like this whole conversation was crazy because that is something like I've really been big on. Like I want a G-Wagon so bad. Like yeah. that's that's like... Every time my boyfriend and I see a G, I'm like, babe, there's my car. Babe, there's so my I car. resonated with you the most, right? Yes, this yes episode. you did. Yeah. Okay. I, I was here with you. I'm sorry, Dave. But. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like you said, like I researched and I actually went, test drove the car, everything. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with the gentleman. And I was like, okay, but I need my seats to be a certain color. I need, I need the trims to be this way. And I got my exact number. And I went out on an event, dressed to the T, and... But because my car wasn't to a certain caliber, I felt a certain way. Mm. You, and you I park, park a little further I away, park don't you? Away. You park further away. <laughs> Girl, I used I to pull up in that Chevy right in the front door like I wish somebody <laughs> would play with me. But I parked further away because I was like, look, I dressed a certain way. Mind you, I, sh I find deals. I will shop. I shop at Sheen. I shop on Fashion Nova. I will go to a high-end consignment shop and find some stuff for great prices. But if my car isn't looking a certain way, look, you can't see all that. You can't mm. see behind the scenes. So it definitely does matter, cause especially when you're trying to reach a certain audience. Yeah. You, know, you know what's most important in that, too? 
the fact that when you pull up in your car, you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I think you should change it, not for anybody else, but so that you don't have to deal with the anxiety of pulling up, thinking of like, what are people going to think about me? Right. I think that's the most, if, if we're talking about like, when should we upgrade? That should be a, you should upgrade, you should be aggressively going after the goal to upgrade that, not for the thing that you're going to buy. But I don't want to feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pull up, walk out with confidence and valet. Right. I want to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good goal to go. I did valet it for my dad's birthday. <laughs> not going to lie, I did valet and then I told the guy not to scratch the car. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what's the car? It is a Chevy Impala. And what year is it? Seven. 2007. Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, I think experiencing a time in my life where I was stripped of everything material, I just don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. Like, I don't like it. I didn't like driving the Honda. I didn't love driving the Chevy, but I still park right outside. I still need valet to pull me up. Pull me up. Like, Mm -hmm. I still felt valuable. So, yes, you do need to, when you are feeling this way and it makes you uncomfortable and it throws your performance off and and you believe it affects your results, yes, you need to create a goal. Right. But you also need to heal what is making you feel inferior based on your vehicle when you're stunning. Thank you. It, it goes both ways. All right, now it's time to argue. So, so let's say you ever had the perfect outfit, but you, you just don't have any shoes to go with this perfect outfit. Yes. So you put on a great outfit, but the shoes, you just, you can't really step right because it's not anything inside of you that's broken. It's just, this don't... It just don't look good. It don't look good. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it's always something broken inside of you. It's just, it don't look good. It don't feel good. I'm going to change this feeling. Now, yeah. if, if, if you, um, if you... If every time you upgrade something about yourself, you still feel these insecurities, that's different. I agree. That's different. I agree. But when your shoes don't necessarily hit hard, you don't hide your feet. But you you still walk in the room. You sit down more. But you, you, (laughs) you still walk in the room. There's a difference. Like, I would imagine we knew that feeling because there was... So there was a time where I pulled up and I remember um, before I was able to purchase a car, my then music manager gave me this Mercury LeSable or something like that. And the room... What year was it? I don't know. It had... I mean, it was like an early 90s, late 80s. It might have been lit at that point. A little Mercury? Oh, this, the year that this happened, it was 2000. So it was maybe 2009-ish, mm. right? Well, the the cloth on the ceiling of that vehicle fell down. And so I'm like, and it was down, down. And I would try to staple it and the staples would come out. The car didn't have any heat. You know, my daughter. Now I pulled up in front of wherever to park when I was alone. But when I would drop my daughter off at school, I would park way far away and I would walk her in because I noticed that she didn't like pulling up Mm -hmm. in that vehicle because I had the heat didn't work and it's wintertime and I had her wrapped in blankets. So she's got to take all these blankets and coats off because it's freezing. She's back there holding up this fabric. I know she didn't want to pull up that way. And, and I also didn't, I wasn't going to valet that vehicle right now. The thing is I was sincerely embarrassed to drive that car 
it was a reflection at that time of how I failed because I had a, a great car before that. I felt like a failure driving that vehicle. When I was able to buy the Honda, I felt a little bit accomplished because, wow, my credit is finally to a place where I can get a, approved for a car. Even though I was paying like $500 a month for that car. Like I pay that for my Benz, yeah. <laughs> right? Even though that, but I felt more accomplished. So I pulled up with just a little sense of pride. I know the feeling of parking all the way on the other side of the building because you're embarrassed about what you drive. I also know the feeling of trying to be the first person to leave or the last person to leave because you don't want anybody to see you get in your car. Those were because it wasn't because of the car. It's because of something I was dealing with on the inside. I felt like a failure amongst a bunch of winners. When I was driving the Chevy, though, it was different. I didn't like the car, but I also didn't feel like a failure. I was I healed what made me feel less than even though I was pulling up next to your Range Rover and Neo's Lamborghini and Kenny's Mercedes and all of that stuff. Like, but I, I, I worked on something. I worked on me as a person and I just don't really care. There are times that I care what people think. That's just not one of the things that affects it is right. all I'm kind of yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I, I think it depends on what affects you. Like yes, that might not absolutely. bother you. Yeah. But it, it, at, at one point, you know what's, what's the worst anxiety about having an older car is pulling up <laughs> if something happens yeah. where it either don't turn back on or something like that. Yo. You get that type of anxiety. You're like, yo, something you has got know. to change. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You don't know if it's going to start smoking or not until you like pull up and there's something embarrassing. That's don't let anybody like. ask you for a ride home. Oh. No. No, I can't. The passenger <laughs> door gonna... handle's not even there anymore. No. <laughs> Been there. That way. Done That's that. Funny. That was a good episode. Um, yes. All right, we're this done. That was a good episode. What do you got? Who? Okay, real quick. Whose feedback today? Yo, we don't have to make this about that. You started it. Let's just end oh, the episode. Oh, now we don't? Now we don't because two people were feeling First the girl off, over no, here? No, I got, I got one. No, it's not about that, okay? You won, Donnie, okay? You won. <laughs> You need to heal what's inside of you <laughs> that won't allow us to have a good episode without me giving bars, okay? This episode, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that got themorningmeetup.com, The Morning Meetup. Y'all in it? Y'all gonna clap? Or what we doing? Themorningmeetup.com. Um, and, you know, a big perk for The Morning Meetup is you just get to come to the recordings, man. It's really, really cool. So go to themorningmeetup.com. We do all kind of stuff throughout the community, and we are uh, building... Um, a community engagement mechanism where uh, it is just the experience is about to be out of this world on connecting with people in your particular city, things of that nature. So uh, go to themorningmeetup.com, join our book club. It's a part of themorningmeetup.com. We're on a call every single day where we're learning the ins and outs of being a whole person, not just business, but who do you have to become to succeed? So um, go to themorningmeetup.com and check us out. And shoot me a text. I'd love to stay in touch with you, 404-737-4935. There was a time that I would have been totally embarrassed to walk around with my fingernails looking like this. Sure you don't see that? That doesn't look hideous to you? They're not chipped enough. I can't go with your standards. Okay. <laughs> I mean... They look like nails. I just clipped my joints this morning. I'm lit. You're wearing sheens No, these right are now. jeans. These are... Feel oh, those, 
No, they're just... Pull them. They're stretchy. They're super legging. It's like a different stretching. type of quality. So I, I used to wear Levi's. It's just... They just jeans. They stick. But these let you breathe and move. And I'll, I'll upgrade you. Don't worry about it. I'll give you the dis- I just want to pull them and I feel like they're going to snap They're back. not that stretchy. Let me see. Let me just... Still, they're not that stretchy. They definitely snap back. <laughs> it's breathable apparel. It's breathable apparel. Breathable. They let you move. These jeans she are suspect, aren't they? She don't know nothing about. You like these, these jeans? These are really nice jeans. They're diesel. The, this epi- I like diesel. These are nice jeans. They feel really, really good. I'm glad they feel good. You I do think. Do that. This episode is also brought to you by Post to Paid. Post to Paid is the dopest community designed for entrepreneurs who are service-based. You offer or provide some type of a transformation or result. But you don't know how to connect with people on social media. You don't know how to engage with them, entertain them, educate them, make them emotional. You don't know how to get the money from the time that you spend on Instagram. I send you three text messages every single day, three directly to your phone. It is the exact wording that you need to use on your social media page. And the idea is over time, people will start to see that you actually deliver value and it's fun and it's entertaining and educational all at the same time. And I let you do this for $37 a month. $37 a month, I completely remove your overwhelm with social media. You can get more information or register 404-737-2767. You can just text me if you want because Every now and then I drop a couple of business gems. I invite you to new offers that I have available. 404-737-2767. And then I also develop coaches and consultants and service-based entrepreneurs, you guys. Uh, You can get more information there by setting up a call. See what's right for you. You don't know what you need, but you know you need it from me. Set up a free call. www.theword6sixfigureedu.com. Dot com and we will get you covered. There we have it. Man, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody on your app. Y'all follow? Are y'all on the app? Are y'all subscribed to the podcast? Who's not subscribed to the podcast, Social Proof Podcast, on your Apple or Spotify device? Don't. Do I got to check your phone? Because you look guilty. You look guilty. <laughs> Subscribe. It's free. It don't Her even cost you nothing. Fast in the mug. I you're see you, Shamika. You're not going to pull out fingers your Fingers moving super fast. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. That is the way you can support this podcast we deliver yeah. for you at absolutely no cost, okay? Yeah. So Social Proof Podcast. I was making sure your content here? creator is getting content. Of course I, he got the picture. He you didn't. Already got, you already got the he picture, right? Joe, you got the picture already? <laughs> he probably... He probably feels some type of way about us attacking him every episode. <laughs> I try not to. Oh, they're delivered? They went and got him? Thanks. See, I had your back. I had your back. That's her. I told her to leave you alone. That's All fine. Right, so, did you already take the picture? Donnie can get this work. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, make sure y'all like, subscribe. Uh, and rate the podcast. We really, really appreciate your support. Share this with somebody. We love all of the comments, good, bad. If you agree, you can say you agree. If you disagree, we welcome your opinion, okay? So uh, we appreciate y'all tapping in. We love y'all. We out. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. We are not out just yet, you guys. Thank you for being tuned into the Social Proof Podcast. But there is an entrepreneur who is watching this that says, you know what? I need deliverance. True. I need some coaching. True. I need some help. How can I work with you guys? David, you don't do one-on-one coaching. Nope. I don't do one-on-one coaching. Only do two-on-one. Mmm. We do we do two-on business. However many, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds real suspect. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What we do, we just launched a brand new series. It's been almost 30 days yes. since we've launched this brand new podcast series, the Brain Picker Podcast, mm-hmm. you guys. You get tag teamed by me and David. You get to pick our Whoa, brain. this is wild what's happening over here. Well, y'all stop You it. started it. You stop it. <laughs> you get tag team coaching uh, from David and I at the same time. You get uh, in, introduced to our live audience. We do these coaching sessions live on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not only can it immediately change the dynamic of your business, just your sure. train, your thought process, having a conversation with people who have done it before you literally just expands your mind. Last night, we did a Brain Picker podcast episode, and we gave, each of us gave right. one nugget, one nugget that is about to change the trajectory and the, f- the future of their entire business. You can't work with us one-on-one. But you do get to work with us together. Yes. And the price is about to go up, actually, because we're hitting our 30-day mark for the Brain Picker Podcast. We did an intro rate. I won't say what it is here. Just go to the website, brainpickerpodcast.com, and you can see what the new rate is. However, for those of you who are sitting in the audience and you like Donnie and David, can change the game. Y'all watch the Brain Picker Podcast? Okay, you see the transformation you that, that happened? Are y'all subscribed? Give me a phone. Let me see a phone, because I don't like the way you're looking. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. All right. For for the for those of you who are in the room, I would strongly suggest that y'all because the price is about to go up, right? Who in here needs a coaching session? I don't know how to use this droid. Y'all need it. What are y'all waiting for? Yeah, no, no, really, yo, keep it at a hundred. Yeah, it will probably, especially if you got like a product or something outside of like the marketing part. You really need this coaching, but it is a. I, I wish there was a platform that I can do this on and get exposure like that. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. So you get the coaching, but you get built-in exposure. Yeah, and crazy. the guests that we've had come on, get coaching, they've all given feedback. The one They've all given feedback about how their business has grown exponentially, yeah. either by implementing the idea that we suggested to grow their revenue or built-in customers that were ready to purchase. We had a couple of young ladies who had a misspelled word on their product, and they still got sales, you know, so it's, it's, it's just an incredible space to yeah. be in. And the idea is for us to highlight you on our platform, give you some feedback that will actually turn your good business into a great business. And maybe you seek, uh, maybe you secure investments and, and things like that. Somebody said that it's like the black shark tank, but I totally disagree. It's a totally different yeah, business model. Not. You're not getting the coaching and development on shark tank, yeah. right? And we're not, we're not like, trying to buy your company. We right. want you to go win because we want you to go win. Yeah. So um, for those of you guys who are in the room, I think I have three spaces open at the current rate before we change the website. Once the website goes live, the price goes up. Just putting that out there now because Donnie Wiggins said, so we are out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.